Welcome in. It is episode number 92 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, as well as... The main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. Uh, Boys, good to be together again this week. Sort of together. Well, I mean, as together as we're going to be yeah. under the circumstances. You and I are in the same room. AJ's... We're all uh, talking together as opposed to last week. <laughs> well, I didn't watch anything. It's my fault, and so I apologize for that. Uh, but I do have an autographed picture of the Nasty Boys sitting in front of me. AJ, I don't know if you heard the story I told after the interview, but like... Yeah, I, I heard the whole the end of the show last week, and it, it was it, it seemed as if it was an awkward situation. It was extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, we could not leave without Brian Nobbs signing an autograph for us. And then we were like, okay, that's enough. We'll, we'll go now. And, like, he wouldn't let us leave until Jerry, Jerry came back. Jerry came back. He had to sign it. And then we it started was, walking through again later. And they were like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't go down that. That actually is a, that's not a, straight, a, leg, a real straight shoot. We were back in that room later in the day, and we saw that they were there, and we purposely avoided them because it was getting awkward. It was getting so uncomfortable between us and the nasty people. They were smashed. Well, yeah, that's how they live their lives. Yeah, I, I've heard o- over the past week, I've heard so many stories from different media guys about just encounters I, they had at the bars or whatever was, that it week. It was kind of sad. It was kind of sad, some of the stories that I've heard. But. We enjoyed chatting with them. Oh, the yeah, they're, they're great, great dudes. Yeah, and they loved you, which I hated. I hated the fact that they loved you. They remembered you. They were like, they were like, oh, yeah, football player. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And they were like, yeah, he was a good dude. I'm not going to talk shit about him. I'm like, well, what the hell? What the hell? What's yeah, the- I mean, I'm kind of awesome. Yeah, shut up. Shut up with all that. All right, you guys uh, got to go to uh, SmackDown and Tribute for the Troops this week, uh, and I know you had a great time. I was really nervous when AJ said, you know, I think we're going to go backstage. I was like, I'm going to murder everyone I know if I miss <laughs> out on, like, the greatest night of my life. So I was, like, nervously looking at Twitter on Tuesday night, like, waiting to see you guys start posting pictures, and I was just ready to be in a murderous rage. So based on what I saw, I think I'm okay. Well, yeah, you know, we... we- we but but we didn't talk about the stage. after party that we all went to oh, where yeah. we got, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, unfortunately, we didn't get to go backstage just because they pushed up SmackDown to 6.30. Right. And yeah. by doing that, it, like, we were supposed to be there at 5, but, like, I ended up not even getting there because there's randomly traffic coming into D.C. at 5 o'clock, which was so weird. Uh, it's SmackDown, um, bro. <laughs> but uh, we were it was randomly there was randomly traffic and uh, I didn't get there till like 515 probably and we would have had to have been there at like 330 in order to get in. OK. All right. Well, I, I, I know that was disappointing for you guys, but whew, rig sigh relief on my part. Fun <laughs> show, though. We got, got to hang out with the Mojo clan. That was good. Times. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. We like them. Uh, obviously, our friends, uh, uh, Mojo's family, the Mutatis. They're good people. Um, but let's talk about what you guys saw, um, and we'll save our raw conversation for segment number two when we make our picks for the week. Picks. Uh, by the way, I should mention we got a great show on tap. Uh, Kenny Dykstra from the Spirit Squad is going to be joining us. I am super stoked about Is he still Kenny that. Dykstra? I assume so. I mean, we'll talk to him about that. Like, they're, they're performing this weekend at House of Hardcore. He and Mike Mondo are. It's going to be a hell of a show. It's a way. tremendous show in Joppa at the MCW Arena. So we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about being back, uh, you know, recently and, and working the angle with The Miz and Dolph Ziggler, and I'm sure that was tremendous. So we'll talk to Kenny about all of that. Also, the report that he uh, lost his day job over right. getting back into WWE recently. So we'll talk to him about all of those things. 
uh, when he joins us. And we might have another guest on this week's show. We'll, um, we'll hold off on who it is in case it doesn't yeah, work we, out. We, but... yeah, we might have another guest that it, also I'm really looking forward to. So yes. we'll just, we'll put it, leave it at that. In the meantime, uh, SmackDown, I have not seen Tribute, so this works out like perfectly terribly for timing wise. So Aaron literally had to tell me everything that happened on Tribute to the Troops because we taped. Which on... was actually a really good show. It, it like... was a good TV show. And on top of that, like it furthered the storyline and it had a purpose. It was. It was actually well, okay. So let's have that debate then, right? Because Aaron told me that was a debate that we were going to have. A- Aaron, your point, the, My, the tribute to the troops thing. Let's the, talk about. All it. right, let, let's just talk about. It. Um, first of all, I agree with AJ one hundred percent as far as a TV show goes. It might have been the best tribute of the troops so far. It was actually a TV yeah. product that was meaningful. My issue with it was simply that. You know, the tribute of the troops, when it first started and for years and years, was a really cool thing that WWE did. You know, they went to the, the army bases. It was something for the troops. You know, yeah, we got to see it, but it wasn't really for us as much as it was just a TV product that happened to be for the troops. You know, it got a lot of publicity. It was something that, you know, SportsIllustrated.com, there was a guy every year who would, who would nominate Vince McMahon for Sports Person of the Year, specifically because of the tribute of the tro- mm-hmm. to the troops show. Um, and, you know, even when, obviously, for obvious reasons, they got, got away from going overseas to do it, they started doing it at, you know, places like Fort Bragg, things like that here. It was just, it was a very cool, it was a cool visual to see all of the troops there in the small arena. Whatever the one is in uh, Washington State, when they did it there in the hangar, it looked yeah. unbelievable. Um, and I believe this is the first time that they've done it where it was attached to a SmackDown. It was, there. yes, there were troops there, but... You know, most of the audience were people who had paid for SmackDown tickets and just happened to get tribute to the troops. And then they did the cool thing with the Joint Chief, Chief of Staffs. Uh, and throughout the day, it was great because they got to go to all of the various things around D.C. But it just it wasn't the same feeling because it was a vast majority just regular fans there. And while there were military people there, it you know, they weren't. You know, surrounding ringside like we've seen. They were kind of put into no, little sections. I mean, there was the entire yeah, there, people- Hang on, hang on, AJ. I'm going to allow you to to, to rebut. The entire first four it, rows of on the hard camera side was wounded warriors and soldiers. Yeah, the the one section on on the hard on the non camera side, correct? On on the dark side, but you know, like we've we've gotten used to seeing the entire ring surrounded with troops, and after matches, they would you know the wrestlers would go over and you know basically jump into the crowd and really give them give them stuff. There there was the one section, but you know, on the camera side, it was people who had paid for SmackDown tickets before they made a tribute of the troops. More or less, it just wasn't the same feeling that there normally was with tribute to the troops, and that—that that was the one thing I felt was a little bit disappointing with all this. AJ, your rebuttal. Uh, I didn't care. Like, <laughs> like, like that's the dumbest thing ever. Is he leads off by saying, by saying, as far as a pure show, it was probably the best one they put on. But I didn't like it because it was ha- it was in its own thing, and it wasn't in the back room of a military convoy. Like, come on, dude. I should be stoked for that. <laughs> I don't know if that's, if that's something you can do. It would be pretty amazing. Um, let, let me let me give my, my two cents, because I'm probably, as always, somewhere between the two of you guys, but I, I, I do think there's there's something relevant to it. I, I remember in the infancy of Tribute to the Troops just the visual itself and how effing cool it was. Mm-hmm. Well, the the thing is, you don't have to worry about that because Donald Trump's our president. We'll right, so we're a, going back, we'll right? Yeah, China soon. Yeah, so the next tribute to the troops will be coming live from Shanghai. That's that's, <laughs> that's probably that's terrifyingly true. Um, I I do I do miss that. I miss that visual and how special that felt, and the notion that you were going. It was something that uh, that briefly. Um, 
around that time, you know, this would be in the, the Bush era, when I was first getting into radio, we had worked on, like, we were going to be a part of one of these USO trips where we are going to go over and bring some athletes with us, and we are going to do our show from Afghanistan, and, like, that there was there was something very powerful and very special about that, and so yeah, you you certainly missed that. I don't know, short of doing them all in hangars, because truthfully, the one in Fort Bragg served no purpose. Like the argument that I would make for AJ's side is that like the Fort Bragg show was one of the worst shows I've ever done. It did nothing for storyline. It, it did nothing for like the look. It was just an arena that happened to have some troops in it. Like there was nothing about it that seemed particularly cool. So if you're accepting that you can't get the visual any longer, then then this concept of well, we're going to make it a wrestling show and we're going to air it, you know, in, in the same time we're going to line it up with the pay per view. We're just going to make it a wrestling show that week. That- and it was a really good wrestling show, which is isn't that the point? Like you want the tribute to the troops is them putting on a great show for the troops. Between, uh, oh well, well between the the three on three tag match the cruiserweights put on was crazy. The main event was a tag team match between Roman Reigns. And uh, Big Cass versus Rusev and Kevin Owens, that match was very good, and the ending of it got the loudest pop of the night. Uh, like all the other matches that they put on for the show, as well as the backstage segment, which was the greatest backstage segment probably in the history of wrestling. Right. I mean, if you're going to sit there and complain about that, then you're just a whiny little bitch. Well, okay. All right. Hold easy, on. easy, Hold easy. On. First of all, Aaron's already a whiny That's little right. bitch. That's so right. This has nothing to do with this. Come on now. <laughs> now, uh, the moral being, I, I I, hear you, and I do think it's, it's a tough what tribute to the troops is is a tough thing right now because in the past I really when I got that visual that was so incredible I didn't necessarily care that there was no storyline involved like it was, I could just it was watch for the troops right. that was I, the point I could live with that now we're not at war we don't have a hundred thousand soldiers I, in I, un- I we understand have if you want to blame somebody, blame Obama for getting us out of war. Well, that's oh, what I do with everything yeah, else in life. Thanks, Why would Obama. I stop now? Thanks. thanks a lot, Obama. Well, no, hold on, hold on. Blame but, Obama for getting us out of war, getting us so that we have ten percent of the troops that we had ridiculous. overseas in two thousand three. Ridiculous. Well, hold on. We but you know, Major League Baseball just th- this past uh, season had a game uh, at a minor league park at Fort outside Brad. at Fort. It wasn't Brad. a minor league park. It, they built a stadium, a uh, temporary stadium that day. So if we can get. You know, four or five thousand people to build a temporary state. Why can't we place a ring somewhere in Fort Bragg and have that five thousand? We don't need to go across the seas. It, it was that Major League Baseball thing. That was one of the coolest sporting things of the it year. It was cool. I, it was cool, and I think you're onto something because I do think that, as I said, the one that to me that was the yeah, coolest. They could very well have done that, Aaron. But the point is that between them doing live SmackDown and live Raw and having to do all these different shows. When did you? When do you want him to do it? Pragmatically, when? When would you have it's, preferred? I, it's a, a fair Thursday question. or Friday. It's a fair question that you're asking. The argument would be: Well, they somehow found time in order to get to Fallujah in the past in order to be able to do it. So, yeah, but that was all. They were there for the entire week. Well, okay. I mean, like this is you wouldn't need the entire week in order to do it. You don't even need to create as much time as you did in the past. Would would be the argument. I'm not saying that it makes it right or wrong. I do think it's a fine line between if you get good storyline wrestling show, it's like an extra Raw or SmackDown, and it's a super show because you get both of them, right? Like it's if you have to choose between that and choose between good show for the troops, what's better, right? Uh, Again, the answer is not what they did last year at Fort Bragg. That was the worst thing they've ever done. That was let's bring some comedians out because we can't do a wrestling. We we just can't make this work one way or the other. 
So they figured that was the wrong thing to do. They corrected that, right? Yes. They gave a storyline show, and it's it's having an extra raw, right? It's an extra raw with a little bonus thrown in for the troops. Neato. And if that's what it's going to be, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. If it's it makes it so it's must watch tonight, right? Like if you're a wrestling fan in the past, you could kind of skip tribute yes. to the troops, right? Like you could find out what happened in the matches, and you could just tonight, like. If you want to find out who the number one contender is for the tag titles, and we're taping on Wednesday, um, you have to watch Tribute to the Troops. So they've made it must-watch for wrestling fans, which is a good thing, and probably makes USA happy. And by the way, it's Seamus and Cesaro. Right, everybody yes, knows. And, and right. This is going to be, you know, by the time this gets out, Tribute to the Troops will have aired. So right, right, we don't, correct. Don't, yeah, I'm the only dick that gets screwed in this process. Exactly. Because I'm the only one that didn't get to go last night, and so I haven't watched yet, and I don't know. Um, but I... I I think that you're somewhere between the two things. I really do. I think that it's this tough thing where I I would love it. Like there's a there's a there's a base in uh, Aberdeen here locally. Like if they could go to Aberdeen and set up a, a show on base, I think that would be an awesome visual. I think it would be super cool if you can have an Apache in the background. If you can have like I think that looks amazing. Or do it at the Naval Academy, right? Like do it in Annapolis. Right. Like do it right there. They got a they've got an arena there. I mean it probably isn't all that hard to set up in Annapolis and do a show there. They could you know, there's a lot of things they could do. Do it at West Point. Do it wherever you want to do. Hell, make the Army Navy game decide where tribute to the troops. <laughs> there we go. That make year. make the Army Navy game oh matter again. Out of way, Bud Selig. That's actually <laughs> the best idea I've ever heard in my life. Or you, and there's always the craziest option. Yeah. And they could put it in an arena where they already had it <laughs> with people. Give you? tickets to people from the all five branches of the military and then give them a phenomenal wrestling show. They could do that option too. Well, it's not like they couldn't do some of all of the above, AJ. I'm just saying. See, I mean, uh, you know what would have been cool? I, and you know what? I would have had. Just, this is just classic no. wrestling, Aaron, smart, <laughs> idiot. Yes, I'm sorry I want more than 15, like, you know, more than 1,000 troops in a 20,000 What are you trying to make this so that you love the, the troops. troops more? I love is the this troops. Who loves the troops more? That's right. Oh, I love boy. the troops, AJ. Oh, <laughs> I Full of and he doesn't he doesn't want his family to be able to see wrestling because he wants the people who paid for smackdown to see it more oh, than them no, that's no, right no, aj that's right aj that the entire section full of marines wasn't good enough you're right that's what I'm saying he's you're saying, right i'm saying one section is not a tribute to the troops give me all the sections all <laughs> i the want sections. all the floor sections to be at for tribute of the troops good enough if we don't have them I bet AJ isn't even wearing an American flag lapel pin right now. That's right. I bet he isn't. Of course, Aaron and I wear American flag lapel pins every day. That's I am saluting the flag right now. That is what I'm doing, AJ. Remember when they got on some people, well, idiots on the Internet like, you know, Aaron and – well, maybe Aaron didn't do it in this instance, but people like Aaron that are idiots on the Internet. Um <laughs> They got on Simone Biles because she didn't salute the flag during the national anthem at the Olympics. Oh, I didn't remember. I, that. I do remember I that actually. Remember that. Or no, no, she didn't. She didn't have her hand over the heart. She just had oh, it to her, had side. It her side. Yes, okay. yeah. All time is the fact that yesterday every single soldier in there during the national anthem had both their hands down by their side. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I would like to think that we're over this at this point. Somebody, where were we? Was it at the Maryland game where they did the national anthem and they requested that you put? Yeah. That? Like that was super weird. They're like, we asked that you put your hand over your heart. Like that's a weird thing yeah. to do, man. Like that's a weird request to make. I'm yeah. I'm gonna pass. I appreciate the yep. uh, the suggestion. All right, uh, let's knock out real quick uh, some stuff from Raw and, and stuff that happened. Obviously, the, you guys referred you mean from to the, SmackDown, right? From SmackDown because we're gonna do Raw in the next segment. We make our uh, roadblock picks. 
Um, you guys referenced the backstage segment, by the way, on Tribute to the Troops, and I, don't. I, I mean, the if that's the if that's the Mania match, I'm all in. If that's the Mania match, I will not have enough jizz. I'm gonna have to start asking for people to to, to donate some. For you me you to may have to find it. I might have to give away your ticket. You have to find different because I won't want to be anywhere God near you. Damn it! If they put all those fuckers in one ring together, I mean, and, and let's be clear, like. Ah! I'm if just... if I tell you the title matches are Cena Taker and like Owens Balor, like the only thing that would be really stopping it besides the fact that it would just be too good for wrestling would be the 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 assumed uh, Rollins Triple H, H match. Right. Well, which what else? Could very well, and I had this conversation with um, the equipment manager for the Redskins. We literally because he went to the show last night too, and we I sat in his office today and we talked wrestling for like twenty minutes, but. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about it, and I was saying, well, there's nothing really stopping it from being Rollins, Triple H at Royal Rumble, yeah. per se. Yeah, he could show up, you know, I hear and, and we'll, get, we'll get into but that. But then what's the, what's the, what are you doing with Triple H at Mania? Because he's not, not wrestling at WrestleMania. Triple H, Shane. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I guess now that we know that it's not Brock. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Actually, that's, that's that that might be the way to go, and that would you know kind of keep Triple H away. Bro, if I got to deal with if I got to deal with Triple H Shane in order to get the Shield and the Club <laughs> and and uh, New, Day, New, Day New Day in one match, I'll fucking deal with it, man. Like, are you kidding me? Get, sign me up for that trade every goddamn time because that is tremendous. I, I did love also, you know, this got overshadowed because the Shield showed up, but you know, Xavier Woods looks at the cameras like we might be the most elite team right, right after doing the elite pose on Raw. Right, they're doing the A young lot bucks. of needling there. Well, there's been a lot between the New Day the, and the but, Young But Bucks. they've picked it up, I feel, over the past few. And if, if the new, the uh, the Young Bucks hadn't just uh, re-signed, I'd be starting to wonder. Right, I'd bit. be starting to wonder, too. And I guess the question becomes, like, at what point... The WWE has to be on board with it. They wouldn't allow them to keep doing this stuff... You know what I mean? Why is the WWE on board with it becomes the question, right? Like that. What, because the New Day are the greatest thing ever. Well, I hear you, but the WWE has no problem saying you can be the greatest thing ever, but stop, stop talking to the Young Bucks. They have nothing to do with us. Like they could easily well, say that. Here's what. Here's one. As um, one great orator uh, named Future once said. Ah, yes. You do what you want when you're popping. So yeah. I think that the New Day, being the longest reigning. W- I didn't hear that. W E World, World Tag, Tag Team Team Champions yes. in history of the business. I feel like they get a little leeway. Okay, I mean, there's there's probably something to that. I still think that like I I, I don't know. That's a weird line that typically the WWE has tried to avoid. Particularly like you do it once, fine. You mean no like problem. when they did the Bray Wyatt compound immediately following? They did it once. Well, they did it once. Yes, they did it once. They did do that. All right, um, real quick, let's knock out uh, some other things from SmackDown this week. Uh, what did we learn? Oh, we got a number one contender uh, yep. and a championship match coming up makes, after Makes Christmas. perfect sense if they're looking for a one-time, let's have a match here and then have Cena presumably come in. For Royal Rumble, yeah, sure. makes absolutely perfect sense. Oh, I was it waiting. Does. I was waiting for Aaron to say, you can't have Dolph Ziggler be the number one contender. I, I was waiting Dolph, for you to bring that Dolph up. Dolph Ziggler, he's not hey. any... After he's four, after four months around the main event scene and, and, uh, being really pushed, I have no problem with it. You're a piece he hasn't of shit. been in the main event scene in four months. Well, didn't they main event one of those pay-per-views? Um, no, it did not. Well, it wasn't the main event. I think that might have been the final match. No, it wasn't no. even the final oh, match. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was, yeah, Orton, okay. Orton Wyatt. Anyway, yeah. a big spotlight has been put on Ziggler over the past four months. Well, because he's Dolph Ziggler and he's always great and because you're an asshole and you're not willing <laughs> to just admit that you're an asshole. I did have a suggestion. Um, 
so uh, my my buddy and I know it's not happening, but God, I, my buddy Brandon, uh, who's a Brandon from Ram, said he's hung out with us before. He's going to Raw with us. He's a great dude. He sent me a text last night. He said, "In my dream, Ziggler beats Cena at WrestleMania," and I said, "Oh my God, what a dream!" <laughs> oh my God, I would just it'd be the happiest I mean, moment of my life. It sure, would be the why happiest. not? Just- the match yeah well that's true fair enough all right you make a good point when you're right you're right um so yeah that it's it's good it gives them something that seems like it matters when you have it what's what's the time break between pay-per-views for smackdown it's a while like this is going to be on the 27th so in two weeks from now and then you got about three and a half weeks or four and a half yeah yeah, till the rumble so it makes perfect and And that's the show coincidentally that john cena is returning they tend to reset everything on that week um the week, the the first the first ones of the new year yep. tends to be when they reset everything. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But I like it. Uh, anything else that we learned? Yeah, from- yeah, we do. Uh, first of all, we have to talk about the fact that they seem to be extending the Becky Lynch uh, Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss feud, I know. which I thought. So I thought they were going to do anyway, but when they had her come out and announce she wanted her rematch, I was like, oh wow, they're they're going to get rid of this. Oh, okay, right, they're just going to burn it. Yeah. And then they went to the count-out angle in order to prolong it, which makes sense. But that's not even the thing I really want to talk about. What I want to talk about is what happens with the tag team now. Yep. Right. So the word is that, that Zack Ryder is really hurt. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. He said, um, what, he, said what, he felt he heard his knee pop twice is what he said. Okay. What made TV, you couldn't really tell. You know what I mean? I know you guys we could were, tell from I know you were tweeting seats. about it. Yeah, I could, I could, pretty much immediately. Um. I mean, this is what they'll do is a, a new number one contender is probably what. Well, they'll or do. or does Mojo find a new partner? Okay, but if it, and this would this would be if they know that this is a three plus month long right. injury for Ryder. Oh, I think that has a lot to do with it. Do they have Mojo find a new partner? Maybe overall they find him have him find a new partner. I think that shoving a new partner in next week doesn't seem to be all that. My, my thing was, who would you add as his partner? The one name that I thought of, just because again he's not doing a lot on SmackDown. And Rob Gronkowski, he is. He's got. He's available. He's, he's not available. doing anything right he's, now. Yes, that's true. Rob Gronkowski would be um yeah. absolutely perfect. Um, and this would be a very odd tag team, but I feel I'm, like it could kind I, of. Can work. I throw out a wild name just just off of my head? Sure. AJ Francis, former teammate. I don't know how the, the uh, Redskins. How would the Redskins feel about that one? Uh, if that opportunity was given to me, I don't know if I'd give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come in and be a uh, you know number one contender right off the bat. Now, actually, the, the name that I thought of, and again, it would be a little weird, but I feel like it could work. Would be Apollo Cruz. I mean, I, I like Apollo Cruz. He's a face, you know. Like I, I, I feel like they'd mesh. I, I there's I, something about it just feels right to me. I'm telling you, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I just. I don't know if that makes more sense than them just saying, all right, we probably – first of all, the real question is, are you doing this just to burn it again on, on that December 27th show? Yes, it, it, that's what they're doing. If that's yes. what they're doing, then I don't really care what you do. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I really don't. If if this needs to be leading to American I got, Alpha – I got an idea. Yeah. I got an idea way, way, way better than Aaron's. Okay. Like most of my ideas usually are. Hold on, you, you were calling me a genius last week. You can't just turn around now and say most of your ideas are better. Most. Most means not all. <laughs> I think that what if you found a way to team Mojo Raleigh and Heath Slater? Well, I mean, that uh, look, I'm all for it. 
they'd have to do, you know, they'd have to do a little bit of work to break up Heath Slater and Rhino, but that's not, I mean, we always we, knew we, that. We, I mean, they teased it, they teased it last. Right, uh, and we always knew yeah. that was coming, so it's not like it's, they just have to go through the motion of, of doing it. Right. Right, like that's all they have to do in order to make that happen. I'm, I'm not opposed to it, I'll make that very clear. I mean, I got, I got no beef with that whatsoever. That to me is, uh, that's, that's, I'm fine with that, if that's the route that they go. You seem, you seem dismissive. I, not just, I, I just, uh, you'd have to do work, and you'd also have to do work to really differentiate it from the same dynamic. That my, my one concern would be it would be a similar dynamic to Heath and Rhino, and then you're just kind of, you know, filling in Rhino for Mojo. Um, which is fine, but which, I think. Which is completely different than just filling in Apollo Crews for Zack well, Ryder, right? Yes, that's a complete, <laughs> I mean, there, there's oh very different God. dynamics in that team than Ryder and Apollo Crews. I, I is there? Yes. <laughs> is there really? Yes. There. I mean, Zach Ryder there, right now. His role. His role. There... His role in the tag team is. You know. You. You kind of have the veteran presence who tries to kind of keep control of the crazy mojo. And I feel like if you put in Apollo Cruz, it would be a very different dynamic, both in ring. You know, obviously, you kind of have the the. Not that Zach Ryder is tiny, but it's the where bit- it's your idea. So because it's your idea, you're going to just be no. dismissive. No, I just think that's what this is. I'm saying that you just have to do something different so it's not just, oh, look, you have Heath and Rhino. Okay, who's another big guy who you can kind of pair with Heath? Oh, Mojo. So you're not just doing that. You do something a little bit different. That's all I'm saying. Technically, you wouldn't be pairing Heath with Mojo. You'd be pairing, I mean, Mojo with Heath, you'd be pairing Heath with Mojo. But, you know. I'm just saying this seems like one of those typical Aaron deals where the the ideas are both evenly split, but because it's your idea, it's better. All right, ladies, let's just pause for a second. Both of your ideas are terrible, and we'll move on. All right. <laughs> I don't really care. I think they're both fine. Actually, the best um, idea, bring up Nakamura to team with Mojo. Well, I'll just be over <laughs> it's a here. It's better idea than both of them. Yep, need, yep. A, need a cup. Need a cup for a second. Hey, did you guys know, and this is, I don't know why, I just said stream of conscious. Did you not guys know that Percy Watson used to play for the Redskins? I did not. Did he I really? Didn't, I didn't know that at all. I had no clue. Really? Yeah. I was doing a little, like, when they brought him back, I was just doing a little, like, searching on him. Just for the just, just, like, in a camp or something? Or was he next uh, little... I don't know all the details. I don't really know I all the details. I just realized, you know, we really messed up. What? You know who would be the best tag team partner for Mojo Riley, right? Uh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let's go through hang this on, here. Hang on. Who am I not thinking of? Who am I not thinking of? I don't know. Tell me. The guy who would actually... Because he never loses anymore. The guy who would actually win a tag John Cena? With <laughs> Mojo. No. Kane. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> a great point. And you know what? That Kane, Kane being the odd, uh, the odd pairing. That, that's I Kane's gimmick. I am all for it. Okay. <laughs> I am so for that. I still get steamed up for Kane, and I'll never be able to explain why it is that I still get so excited for Kane. Oh, God. All right, um, let's, uh, let's pause here. We'll pause here. When we come back in, we will roadblock the, by the way, you make, you make fun of my stupid bit with the, the end of the, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> that they don't just call it roadblock. Roadblock, end of the line, it's stupid, and the wrestlers are getting tripped up on it. They're like, roadblock, the end of the, the, the clash of the, ch-. like, they're doing my bit. They're doing my stupid <laughs> bit that AJ hates. Because this is such a dumb thing. And we'll make our picks for roadblock when we come back in. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's,
the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jotting Out. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the press box staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter league name PBS for Press Box Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the Press Box staff. This week, anyone who beats the Press Box staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the Press Box Pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with Press Box's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Thank you to everyone who came out to Glory Days with coats. So many coats raised, over a 1,000 on the first night of our coat drive alone. It was incredible, but Drew Forrester and I still need your coats. Anyone who brings out 10 items or more, we don't just need coats. We need gloves and hats and jackets and sweaters and anything that can keep folks warm. For men, women, or children, it's all going to the Helping Up mission. Anyone who brings out 10 or more, you're getting free tickets to see the Baltimore Blast on January 14th. And then next Monday night, the big night, we're at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square with Zach Merrick from All Time Low. They're a big deal. Trust me. Ask your kids. He's going to be there from 6 to 8. From 6 to 7, anyone who comes out with at least five items is getting hooked up with a free 4x6 professional photo from the folks at One Rock Studios. We'll be there from 6 to 8, Chick-fil-A, Nottingham Square, Monday night. Please bring us your coats. Help us take care of the community this holiday season. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan. With the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, we'll look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, Real Baseball Talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Fan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Back in here, segment number two, it is Jotting Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event, A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. Um, uh, real quick a reminder, third segment, we've got uh, Kenny from the Spirit Squad joining us. Super I think stoked. you mean Kenny! <laughs> Ready? Okay! You guys won't do that when he's on. You guys won't do it. I know you won't. I know you won't. 
Uh, but I'm excited. I'm, I look, you know, those guys are great and, uh, I'm looking forward to him. In particular, it's just so fascinating with the fact that he was, you know, so young and then Dude, just 19, disappeared. Yeah, right? for, he's 30 right now. He's it's in crazy. his prime. Oh, no question, right? He's, he's a young abs. He, He's his abs, dude. His abs. He has a cheese grater on his chest, bro. Now you sound like me. Like, do you realize? Like, you sound like me. Who did I come out? Like, who did I end up admitting I was I was gay about a couple weeks ago? What was? What, who were we talking about at that point? I don't even remember now. I don't remember. But I like just openly admitted I'm like, I, I mean, it's half the wrestling, like the half the wrestling. That's world. probably true. That's probably true. Deal with it. Uh, but we'll talk to Kenny from the Spirit Squad coming up in segment number three. And before that, let's make our picks for this week because, you know, it's another pay-per-view weekend. I'm not complaining. I think I'm not complaining. Like seven weeks till the next one. Yeah, it is. There is a bit Six, of a, a respite like yes. after this one until Royal Rumble. Uh, this one is Roadblock, end of the line. Just call it Roadblock! The only reason that I can think of not to is that we've already had a 2016 Roadblock. And that's literally the only reason. So there's got to be two? Like, <sighs> it, it, yeah. Just call it. I mean, technically... A roadblock isn't the end of a journey. It's just a barrier in the right, street. Right. It's just right. Correct. Well, it's, unless your car so, hits it and crashes in and it's totally the car. That is also a very good point. <laughs> the moral of this story is that we need to make our picks. So let's do that now. Um, last time out, so now I was not with you guys when you guys went over picks from last yes. week. Am I to understand that both you and I lost? Yes. Okay. Yes, because you guys suck, and I had a perfect... Well, I think we both got one wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we were bad. <laughs> you yeah. suck. All right, fair enough. You know, who got, you know who didn't get one wrong? All right, shut up. All right. Mr. This guy. Mr. Money in the Bank over here, Mr. Pay-Per-View. Um, so, so Aaron and I owe. We got it. So at some point, videos. we'll figure. It's out a bummer. It. I didn't realize that because we were both at the. We were both in public last week. We were right. both at the. We could have done it. We could have pulled it off while we were there, and one of us could have been filming, and the other is. We'll, yeah. We'll we'll figure we'll, we'll out. Fi- we'll figure out a place where a good place, not just like showing up at a random. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure out, out somewhere to do it. In the next yep. week. We we will get that done yep. uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks. You have to do it multiple places. I know, okay. I know, but like what, what we'll do is a day that we're taping. We'll also we'll also go out and and do something while we're out while yes. we're taping. That day, we'll figure something we'll, we'll like figure that this out. out. In the meantime, Gravity just knocked my microphone off. What happened? Gravity he, knocked my microphone off. And by gravity, I mean my clumsy hand. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't feel like gravity. Kayfabing gravity here. <laughs> so uh, we need a we need it's a holiday season. Yeah, we need we need something for this. What's our bet this time around? Bet, bet this time. Uh, it's the oh. holiday season. Well, AJ said something on Twitter. Yeah. Well, on Twitter. Was it Twitter? Yeah, it was on Twitter. Oh, yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, cause I had tweeted you guys like, we're all right, getting this, right? Right, correct. Uh, do you want me to explain it, AJ? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right. Uh, there is Chris Jericho has gone out and independently put out the best holiday sweater we've ever seen. Am I correct about that? Am oh, I... it's, it's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. So, uh, you know, we figure we're getting it, so the loser has to uh, buy it for everybody. So, so the loser has to buy one for, for the first and the second place. Well, I figure for we're not all going to get it. I figure we buy three, and then the loser buys it for everybody. Unless oh, you're saying that everybody's getting one. The loser's yes. just doing all the yes. buying. Okay. Uh, unless, unless is there is there another way to do this? That's what I, I, know. I, I, I mean, was under the assumption. I mean, I technically already have one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course he does. Of course he already. Never mind then. But well, no, no. But you could buy it for for my lovely lady. Well, that's true. We could buy one for for Mrs. AJ. We could do that. Mrs. Main Event. That's uh, Mrs. Main Event. Mrs. Mrs. Main Event. Um, we can do it that way. I'm fine with that. Okay. So you, uh, the only other way to do it would be to say that like the the two losers buy for the winner, winner. whereas like the winner buys for the two right. losers. I, or the two. Wait, the, which the way would we rather? Do? I'm I'm good either way. I'm, 
I, I guess I'd almost say. I, I just thought it was going to be the loser buys it for whoever wins. So they just buy one. So the loser unless, buys. Unless two people tie for first, and then you have to buy, buy two. I'm, buy, I'm good with that. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. I'm good with that. And All then right. if two people tie for last, they have to split it. Okay. Okay. Yes. We're probably just going to end up buying three sweaters. We're making this too complicated, but we'll deal with that when we get there. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, Roadblock, end of the line. End of the line. A raw pay per view coming up Sunday night. Where Where are we on Sunday? Oh, this is a uh, Pittsburgh, correct? That we're in. Uh, I believe that's true. I, I, I also don't know. Oh, what the hell? I thought you were a. I thought you were Mister Wrestling over there. Roadblock is in Pittsburgh. I know. Oh, that, that makes sense because Pittsburgh's like the end of America. <laughs> it really is. It's the last place that you want to be, other than Cleveland. Uh, that's true. I'm probably Detroit. That's true. Um, so Detroit is a hell of a contender in this conversation. That's where. That's where your boys, Maryland's going to be there. I was going to say that's December exactly why Maryland's going there. December 26 for the the Quick Lane Bowl or the hell that's called. All right, uh, let's start. Uh, what's the first match? Well, since we already talked about the New Day a little bit, let's start with uh, the New Day versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Well, Mr. Main Event. You know what's funny is, is that I think it might be too predictable to pick Cesaro and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. I think that there might be a swerve coming where, like, New Day might cheat to win. Because Cesaro and Sheamus are red hot right now. But it very well could also be that they just give the best to Cesaro and Sheamus. So I'm going to pick Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, I'm struggling with the same thing that you were struggling with, pal, which is it just seems too obvious. It seems too obvious to just say they've broken the record. Now you immediately give the belts to Cesaro and Sheamus. That being said, right now Cesaro and Sheamus should have the belts. Now, you can make an argument that the club should have been the ones to ultimately get the belts, right? Like, that you should have set this up better for it to be the club that you were dropping the belts to, and I, I can certainly hear that argument. And there is something weird about the fact that, like, they've been trying to make Cesaro and Sheamus faces, and they're putting them in this spot. Like, there's there's something a little weird and a little strange. I might be talking myself out of it. I think they're dropping the belts to the club, and I don't think they're dropping them on Sunday night. I'm going to go with the New Day defending. Basically, everything you just said is what's been running through my head on this match. The one thing that just makes me hesitate, because at first I was leaning the New Day because for, for that exact reason that I think that the club should be the one to dethrone the New Day. But they've been pushing Cesaro and Sheamus oh, they definitely have. so hard that it would it just seems like a mistake to have them lose. It, it just really, to me, seems like a mistake. If they want to make Cesaro and Sheamus a thing, then they have to win here, I think. So and, I'm and, going and to lean Cesaro and Sheamus. And also... It goes into the fact that New Day's already beaten Cesaro and Sheamus twice. If they hadn't faced, I could see, or right. if they only beat them once, right? I could see a situation where, well, you have the New Day win, and then you have them go at it again, maybe on Raw the next night, or maybe on Raw two weeks from then, whatever you want to do. But I think the way that it's been built and the way that New Day's beaten literally everybody, I think that's the way to go is to go with Cesaro and Sheamus. Look. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you all around. The, the re- reasons it, to go for New Day are just as strong. Though. Yeah, I agree with you, Glenn. I almost picked New Day. Like it, cause it you don't guys like have to make me feel better about my pick. I'm sticking, <laughs> sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I'm going. I'm going New Day. New Day. I thought they were the greatest thing in the history of the world. AJ, pick they are. New Day. New Day. All right, go ahead. They are. So is the Rock. He lost more matches at Mania than he won. Did lose a lot of matches. All right. Um, we got Big Cass versus Rusev. Ah, uh, 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 tough. 
Man, this is tough. You know what I mean? Because it's two guys that can use the win. Um, I mean, there's the Enzo factor here. The whole thing is so effing bizarre because you have a face that's really a heel and a heel that's really a face, yes. and none of it makes any sense at all. But in WWE logic, logic Enzo's the conquering hero somehow. So Big Cass wins the match. Yeah, I mean Rusev should win here. He yes, really he should. should. I agree. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it, it's going to be that Big Cass redeems his buddy. Well, I mean, well, Enzo's getting involved. Well, yes, but, but Big Cass, you know, he gets to the way, he gets to the beat down, and, you know. Yeah, I think Big Cass. Yeah, yep. Big Cass. Um, guys, I think you're, you're missing the boat here. I think that this will be a feud that actually does extend past the end of the line. And I think it's the end of the line. Come on, read the pay-per-view. I, I'm not sure if you heard. It's the end, or it's end. It's not the end. It's end. You mean like Charlotte and Sasha ended in Hell in a Cell? Well, no, but that um, wasn't called Hell in a Cell. But, end of the line. It is this ending is, at end of the line. I, I, I really think Rusev wins here, and they continue this feud, and that it ends up being because if if they don't continue this feud, what's your plan with the new day? I mean, with the uh, end zone cast. Um. Because we're assuming that either the New Day, well, obviously we're not assuming. It's going to be either the New Day or Cesaro and Sheamus they continue. as tag team chants who are both bases. Well, I think there's a few things. I, I, I think you can feud them too, and then you can feud Enzo and Cast with the club if you wanted okay, to the Rumble, but, plus but, the Rumbles. Right, and that's the thing. That, the, the thing really is the most to keep in mind is you're not building really to any. You don't. I, there doesn't have to be a tag team match at Royal Rumble. Like you're, right. you're, you're not. You don't necessarily have to which build to anything other than to throw all these guys in the right, Rumble. Which is why I think the next. I think that. Rusev and Big Cass will fight again at the Royal Rumble, which is why I think Rusev wins this match. All right. All right. All right. Very good. I like that we're picking the matches differently. Yeah. I don't like the fact that AJ normally has been right recently. That's <laughs> that's very concerning for me. Uh, we have the Cruiserweight title on the line in a triple threat match as Rich Swan takes on TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick. I'm going first. Um, you know, there are still dicks in the crowd, as we found out last night, who think the Cruiserweight division sucks. And who feels like champion Tom Brady throughout, and Derek Jeter throughout the whole, uh, match. Um, the only guy who right now who's getting consistent pops in the cruiserweight division, as good as, you know, Jack Gallagher. I know you Jack lo- Gallagher is, we do need to have a conversation about it. I, there's not five things I enjoy more in wrestling right now than I enjoy Jack Gallagher. He's killing it. Yeah, he, he is. is murdering every- Coming out and announcing your intention. That to it was one of the group- match? As a gentleman. I'm- I'm very upset that people didn't catch on when, and you'll see this on Tribute to the Troops, he does something, you know, like, he starts to go for a suicide dive, then he climbs through the ropes and just does, like, an axe handle off the apron. I tried amazing. I tried to start a holy shit chant, and it just didn't no, catch on. No, I'm not feeling it. I, everything about Jack Gallagher right now, when he uses the word thrashing, I like, I just, he is everything. So, he is. Just wanted to He's not wrong. Yeah. Do you make your pick? Uh, uh, it's Rich Swan. I was, I was trying to say the only guy who's getting consistent pops is Rich Swan. You don't take the title off of him now. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rich Homie Swan too. You know, they're obviously they're trying to they're doing something. You know, they made him the outlandish Rich Swan. Which, which was, yeah, I, I didn't know quite what that get was that all one. about. Um, but they're they're I mean, clearly committed. He is actually outlandish. If you just well, I, I hear you, I just didn't like it. Sort of He's came actually, out. Of, his entire entrance is literally the textbook definition of Alabama. I'm not disagreeing. It just came out of nowhere. Like they just, That's true. you know, out of nowhere it was. They didn't out have. Of yeah, RKO out of nowhere. It wasn't like for three weeks he talked about how outlandish he was, and then he became the outlandish Rich Swan. They just one day made him the outlandish Rich Swan. Like it just came up. Um, 
Yeah, you're going to stick with Rich Swan. I guess the question is if you think that Gallagher is the guy that's being pointed, is Gallagher really a, a heel or a face? I, I, I don't think he's necessarily being pointed. I think he's he's being positioned as an important part of the division, but not necessarily pointed okay, towards the title. Then who would be pointed out of this? Nice, maybe for at least for a short term run. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. I don't feel it. I just don't. I don't think they've done much there. I or mean, or Gallagher, or Gallagher could be in. He's in the feud with Davari, and Davari could end up just winning the feud, which would get more. I mean, right. the Bailey method for Gallagher, as well as get him up to lose to Rich Swan. Right. How and about how about this name for someone who's uh, supposedly about to debut on Two Hundred Five Live? Tajiri. Scenarios? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Look, I. I'm going to keep saying the same thing. They have to start working people in oh, from yeah. the main card. They have to. They oh. must start interacting this more. The, literally the entirety of what we got in interaction so far has been Alicia Fox. They have to do more interaction. By the way, I'm all for something that gets more Alicia Fox on my television because I'm a big Alicia Fox fan. Oh, my God. I just what about Cedric something. Turning Hill? Cedric Turning Hill would be great. What about Rich Swan joining the New Day? Well, they They, they did, did have that, that picture, right the picture, picture, the, the yeah, Black yeah, Excellent right. picture. I mean, I am all for it. You know that. I, look, ultimately, yes, the answer is Rich Swan. It's the only thing that sort of seems to be working out of these three right now. So, yes, Rich Swan. I, I again, there really is a problem, and I and I don't know how to say it. Like they, I think they thought that Brian Kendrick could carry other people, and that was never. He he was gone. He didn't exist in in the world of professional wrestling until a few months ago. They couldn't use any of these guys to carry and to lift and to give a rub to anybody else which is why ultimately they need people from the main card to help give that rub. We don't know if any of these guys are any good because they haven't faced anyone that wasn't one of them. They need one of these guys to go face someone on the main card, win a match, and prove the quality of the cruiserweight you know, division in the process. They've got to do that. Which should beat uh, James Ellsworth for his number one title match and then beat... AJ Styles and have both belts. Well, okay, yes. Well, yes. Sign me up. I was wondering where you were going there. Where for a second. Where, like, wait, James Ellsworth is start? not exactly a proving ground. No, I am all yes. in. Give me every single bit of what you just described. Well, it would probably be somebody on Raw if we did that. I don't, I, and I, and I'd have to think about who the, the perfect, you know, like contender is for this. Who would not be hurt by losing to somebody? I mean, I think if you had Rich Swan work with, um, God, who's the right answer for this on Raw right now? This is the problem, right? Like, At least where they are. Like, you know, six months ago, you could have said Jericho. Yeah. But you're not putting him in that position right now. No, obviously not. Um, it's not Braun. And, like, Neville doesn't oh do much. Oh, my God. Could you imagine a match with Rich Swan and Braun? <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't be. Well, actually, I could because it's pretty much exactly what they've been doing with uh, Sami Zayn. Right, that's true. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I gotta think, I gotta flush this out a little bit more, exactly what it would look like, but they need to find a way to go about doing that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, if you want to keep your champion away from that, you can do it with somebody who isn't your champion. Cedric, someone, you you yeah. gotta do it to give credibility to the division. The division can't just be, oh, these guys are nice, but they're just nice. They gotta prove that these guys are, are capable of beating anybody, and they haven't done that yet, so they just need to get that taken care of. Next. Next. Uh, well, we brought up Chris Jericho. So Chris Jericho versus Seth Rollins. Mm, AJ? Pretty decent one. I hate that I'm picking this one first. Um, I think I, I'm going to go with Chris Jericho, but I think it's because Triple H gets involved. 
okay, the setup. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, this is tough, right? Because you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. And in a, in, in the real world, it makes no sense for Chris Jericho to beat Seth Rollins. But in the world where Chris Jericho is the greatest thing that's happening, it makes more sense. There's also the dynamic of are they pulling the trigger on Jericho Owens right now or is this a tease and they're all going to be fine coming out of the pay-per-view? Like that's, there is still some, it makes more sense at the moment for them to be pulling the trigger on the Jericho Owens breakup and the two of them, you know, kind of going after each other going into the Royal Rumble. If that's the case, it makes more sense for Jericho to be coming off a victory to go into that. Like, you have to burn a Jericho Owens title match. I'm going to go Jericho. I'm going to go Jericho winning here. Boy, I thought I was going to be alone on an island here. I, I'm going with Jericho as well for that uh, for that very reason. My one concern as to why it wouldn't be Jericho, where I, I do think they're doing Owens Jericho at Rumble because yeah. I think it makes it, that's the perfect well, have to Rumble. Do it. That's the perfect Rumble title match too. Um, my, I guess it would, you know, as far as why it wouldn't quite go with the Jericho win here is I could see uh, Rollins win, get distracted by let's say a Triple H. And then Jericho wins the number one contender, and they just pretend that you know Rollinson beat Jericho because WWE yeah, does that pretty that. often. That's true. Um, I could absolutely see that happening, but I, I think they should. If Jericho is going to be facing Kevin Owens at the Rumble, then Jericho should win. Yep, that's where I'm at. All right, very good. Next one. Uh, next one, we have uh, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. What did you think of that segment, by the way? Uh, it was weird. I mean, it was weird. I'm not gonna try to say anything else. It was. It's fine. Like, I don't know exactly what you... I, I think part of the reason why we're so disappointed in it is because we were really excited about the idea of Sami Zayn being traded to SmackDown. And so I think that, like, the fact that we didn't get that out of this or we didn't get a scenario where, you know, Mick said something like, well, if you lose, you're going to SmackDown. Obviously, the, the big thing to poke a hole in is I know that we trash Eva Marie, right? Like, and that's fine for us to trash Eva Marie. But for them to do... I don't know that it's the greatest move for them to trash Eva Marie. Like, I... Unless you either, one, know that she's, like, you've just given up and said, we tried this, it didn't work, you effed up, you're, we're never going to give you a push. We're going to keep you under contract because you're good looking and because you're on television and, you know, people, people like you as a, you know, a, an internet celebrity. So we're going to keep you under contract and let you hang around. And when we do a 12 woman match at WrestleMania, you can be a part of that. If they've already decided that about Eva Marie, then it's probably not the end of the world. But if they have any plans to attempt to allow Eva Marie to, like, perform again, I I don't think it made the most sense in the world for them to to publicly trash Eva Marie on television. Now, again, I say that as somebody who has openly publicly trashed Eva Marie as many times as I possibly can over the last couple of years. I just don't work for them. So I, I thought that was, and especially when you're trying to like make it so that the women are just as good as the men, right? Like you've been doing a lot of that recently. To then suddenly go down this road was a very weird turn, an unnecessary turn for me. Um, I still think this would be better if it involved an angle where Sami Zayn, you know, if, if you lose, you're going to SmackDown, right? Like, I still think that that, that would be better. Um, whatever. Braun's winning the match. Like, you're not having Sami Zayn beat Braun Strowman. You, it, it's, it would be so incredibly stupid to have Sami Zayn beat Braun Strowman right now. I don't care how much you built up the Rudy thing. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a really good match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you can absolutely have him... I mean, essentially what they're saying is if you reach 10 minutes, you won, right? Like, that's essentially... No, well, it's, it's not, a 10-minute... Right, right, it's, it's the survival. you got to get to the bell. Right, that's essentially what they're saying. And that's and that's fine. I 
I think that they'll do that. I think that he'll survive the 10 minutes and he'll look strong in that process. But he's not pinning. Well, or... wait, wait. So what's your call? So there's you're saying that if he reaches 10 minutes, he I'm wins. I'm saying I'm no 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 I'm saying I'm predicting a time limit draw. That is my prediction. If that's the nature of the match, then that's what the match is going to be. I, I mean, it's been announced as a 10 minute match, which I, that that is my prediction is a is a 10 minute draw. This is interesting. No, no, that doesn't make sense either. You haven't pinned him at 9:59. You haven't pinned him at 959. Braun Strowman can't not win a, a pay-per-view match, right? The way you're building him to have him do anything other than win a match would be incredibly stupid. You haven't pinned him at 959. And then, you know, Sammy accomplished something, he did something, but Braun still wins the match. Braun needs to, it, again, otherwise what's the point? What have you been doing with Braun Strowman if you're going to put him in a pay-per-view match and not have him end by winning the match? I mean, I, I'm looking at it from the other side where if you, you have said basically, Sammy Zane, you are, you are not able to compete with someone like Braun Strowman. For him to lose would be That's a... fine. Look at him. I, I... No one's able to compete with Braun Strowman. Okay. Would, would you say the same thing about AJ Styles? If you put AJ Styles and Braun Strowman in the same ring? They wouldn't be doing that. Well, but, I, but that's the problem. If, if the you are saying yes. that... Okay, and, and if that's the answer and you are saying Braun... Then Braun... The next feud better be treated the same way then. Then, then with Braun Strowman. Because you have said that he is... That other wrestlers cannot be in the same ring with him. That no, is how you... Sami Zayn, who's undersized. Okay, but the who's... Fight, fight, anyone who's not the way they book Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean that's okay, true. and that's but but they've never said, oh, don't face Brock Lesnar because you can't wrestle him. No, I think it's specific to Sami Zayn's character. Okay, Sami Zayn. Okay, is... but then if he can't compete, then that hurts Sami Zayn's character. If he, if, if because you're, he can't, if you're, pro- he's not six, okay, but he's not six, ten, three, eighty. But if he's, if, if, if we're saying that, that his character is, he's the underdog, he's the guy who constantly proves himself, and he doesn't prove himself. No, I think you can have him prove himself by fighting with Braun Strowman, by, by looking good, and then losing at 959. I don't think it's embarrassing. I, I, I think the better move, if, if you want to protect, which, quite frankly, they I, may not, they may not think, want to protect well, Sammy. I mean, I, and I'll go, with, why do you think that protecting Sammy right now is anywhere oh. near as important as protecting Braun? Well, I, I think I think a time limit draw with Braun destroying him after protects him. That protects them both. I, okay. That that and that's why I'm, I'm kind of going that. Braun Strowman. AJ. Braun Strowman. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what they've been doing with Braun Strowman recently, pal. All right. Go ahead. Uh, we have Sasha versus Charlotte in the 30 minute Iron Woman match. Um, now I, I've been going back and forth on this one. Uh, especially because in that video package they did say there is no rematch attached to this. Whoever wins, this is the end of the line. I can't believe it. End of the line, not the end of the line. Damn. Get it right. I screwed up. The clash of the champions. <laughs> the clash of the champions, end of the line. Um, I just, oh boy, going back and forth on this one, I, I'm leaning, I, you could convince me either way on this one. I think you, there are very good storylines to tell out of both. I think the clear storyline coming out of it, if, if we are assuming that we're holding off on Bailey until WrestleMania, I think the clear storyline here is Nia Jax as the next contender, assuming that these two part their way, you know, part ways. And so because of that, I think Sasha wins. But I could very easily see Charlotte uh, coming out on top, especially with the whole pay-per-view record thing. Do you have a pick? Yeah, I said, I said Sasha. Okay, all right. AJ? I, I am picking... Sasha Banks. Okay. I mean, this is tough. This is really tough because I can't 
I keep trying to figure out why they've been doing the pay-per-view thing and what's what's the purpose of it, right? And if you're going to have – if you wanted it to be a big deal, shouldn't you have been talking about it the last couple of weeks? Like if you were going to – if you were going to have Sasha – I told you guys – when they did, when they talked about it last time, that it's not that big a deal, that they're not using it like they're using the streak, that the only reason that they brought it up is because it just happened to work out that way. Charlotte, Charlotte's the pick. Charlotte's the pick. I, th- I think they're treating it like it's something, and I, and I don't think that it ends. So Charlotte's. I'm glad my that pick. you picked Charlotte. But, you know what? What do you know? Go ahead. Uh, final match, the main event: Owens Reigns for the title. This is this is you first. Uh, Kevin Owens wins. Kevin Owens wins. I mean, that's yes. Kevin Owens wins. Kevin Owens wins. But if, uh, if hold on, hold on, I don't think it's going to happen. But you can't tell me that Vince saw Conor McGregor holding up two belts and didn't say, "Man, Roman Reigns would look really good holding up two belts." Yeah. There, there is a part of me that really starts to wonder. But no, because of the Jericho thing and the fact that we have a very clear feud coming out of this, Kevin Owens wins. Look, if you want to make the argument that you have Jericho screw Kevin Owens and and that's that's that, what that's yeah. the big turn, something like that, I'll hear you. But that would be so incredibly stupid. I, right I agree with it you. It would just be so stupid. I agree stupid. with you. Anything that doesn't involve <laughs> Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho waltzing together for the next six weeks towards Royal Rumble is just really, really stupid. All right. Uh, very good. Those are our picks. When we come back in, Kenny from the Spirit Squad. I'm excited about it. We're going to talk about House of Hardcore, which is coming up this Saturday at MCW Arena. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Thank you to everyone who came out to Glory Days with coats. So many coats raised over a thousand on the first night of our coat drive alone. It was incredible, but Drew Forrester and I still need your coats. Anyone who brings out 10 items or more, and we don't just need coats, we need gloves and hats and jackets and sweaters and anything that can keep folks warm. For men, women, or children, it's all going to the Helping Up mission. Anyone who brings out 10 or more, you're getting free tickets to see the Baltimore Blast on January 14th. And then next Monday night, the big night, we're at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square with Zach Merrick from All Time Low. They're a big deal. Trust me. Ask your kids. He's going to be there from 6 to 8. From 6 to 7, anyone who comes out with at least five items is getting hooked up with a free 4x6 professional photo from the folks at One Rock Studios. We'll be there from 6 to 8, Chick-fil-A, Nottingham Square, Monday night. Please bring us your coats. Help us take care of the community this holiday season. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Hi there, KZ here with Sarita the NFL Chick. Every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon, you can hear us right here on PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football, Football Show. Show. Sarita tries to keep me in check. I get a little uh, shady every No, I just try to keep KZ in realistic world instead of you either it's stink a, or you're great. It's all about fantasy. It doesn't matter what's real. It just doesn't. Yes, because wins and losses don't matter, KZ. They don't. They don't. Garbage time is winning time. That's all that matters. Anyway, you can listen to us, as I said, 10 a.m. to noon right here. Press Box Online, 
dot com slash radio or slash fantasy, whichever you're in the mood for. NFL, college football, 10 sometimes baseball. 10 a.m. to noon every Sunday. The Press Box Fantasy and Reality Football Show. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the pick factor app for the first time a full tutorial shows you what to do play against the press box staff when you download pick factor click join a league and enter league name pbs for press box sports once you enter pbs you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the press box staff this week anyone who beats the press box staff will automatically be qualified to win a 25 dollars royal farms gift card one winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff you need to be 18 or older to enter and and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the Press Box Pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Kenny, Johnny, Nick, Nikki, Mikey, and we are the Spirit Squad. Back in here, segment number three, it is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and of course... The main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. Saturday night, what an unbelievable show is headed to our area. An absolutely loaded card. As uh, We had Tommy Dreamer on a couple weeks ago, and he brings in a house of hardcore to the MCW Arena in Joppa. Among the incredible matches on the card... The Spirit Squad is taking on Tommy Dreamer and some little guy you might have heard of named James Ellsworth. Our next guest, Kenny from the Spirit Squad, Ken Doan, joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Ken, it's uh, Glenn, Aaron, and AJ. It's so good to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, man. It. Dude, this this card on Saturday night, like I know you've wrestled on a lot of great cards in your life, so I know this is nothing new to you, but... For an independent show, for a show in like a, a small room, holy hell, this thing that people can have a chance to come out to and see on Saturday night, I don't know that there's ever been this loaded a card that's come to this area. I'll tell you what, man, I have been on some loaded cards in the past, and no discredit to WWE or other places I've worked, but House of Hardcore brings a totally different dynamic and a totally different product that if, if you want to know about wrestling and you want to really be involved in uh, show or in the business, this is a great show to come out. And even if it's your first show or if it's the next show on your list of shows to go to, from top to bottom, the show is packed. And I love these types of shows because, you know, in WWE they have screens and stuff, but you're not always watching the show. These shows, I always make it a point to watch every single match because it's, you know, WWE, there's a format and, you know, you know what you got to do within a time frame. But these shows, it's like every single match is going to try to top the, the one before it. So. It's going to be a great show. No doubt, man. I was going to say, House of Hardcore, you know, you, when you hear that, you think of the ECW guys. But this show just has guys from all over independent wrestling, from the Lucha Underground guys. You have Phoenix against uh, John Hennigan. You have the, the powerhouses with uh, Moose vs. Brian Cage. Uh, a bunch of other guys are on. Sanjay Dutt is on the show, and uh, I believe uh, uh, Eddie Kingston is also on the show. Which, uh, which match, obviously, besides yours, but when you're back at... 
uh, back looking at the monitors, what should, uh, match do you want to see most? I'm a huge fan of John Hennigan. Why, why wouldn't you? I, I love the yeah. stuff that he does, his work. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, we kind of grew up together sure. in OBW and stuff like that, but him sure. versus Phoenix is going to be a really good one. Hennigan never leaves anything out. So everything's going to be on the table. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right. Uh, let me, let me, um, let me come back to, you know, you and Mike getting back together. Um, how much before this run with the WWE, how much had you guys had a chance to work together recently? And like, how much have you guys been intertwined over the years? Uh, we always do independence here and there, but what's really crazy about this, it, it all happened like really fast because I had a job, I was a director of a nonprofit organization, and I remember I came home from work one day and my phone rang and my daughter was in the kitchen and I said, who is it? And she said, it's Mark Carano. And I was like, don't answer it. <laughs> and all of a sudden I started getting worried because I was like, I must have broke something a few years ago that they just found or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was my first thought was like, oh, man, I must have did something, like, and they just discovered it. So I started going through my mind, like, what could it be? And then he texted me, like, call me. So then I called him, he's like, can you be at SmackDown next week in San Diego? And I live in, you know, the Boston area. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll be there. And that was pretty much it. And the next thing you knew, we got our travel, we went there, and then we did the spot. And then afterwards, everybody loved it, and Vince walked by, and he said, I'll see you at the pay-per-view. And I was like, okay, I guess we'll come back. See you there! Every week. Yeah, I was like, cool, I'll see you then, thanks. And then, like, every week, we would fly home on Wednesday, and then they would email us and say, here's your travel for next week, here's your travel for next week. And we just kept going. That's awesome. Kenny, Kenny, people talk about the Spear Squad, and uh, it's obviously one of the most uh, memorable gimmicks in the history of the business. Uh, you guys won tag team titles. You had matches with DX. You wrestled at WrestleMania. But I want to know, what was your first thought when Vince or whoever it was that told you said, you know what, you guys are going to be a group of male cheerleaders? Uh, it was kind of it was weird because at first we were in OVW and they had a show in Cincinnati. And like two days before, they were like, we need Johnny, Nick, Mikey, and Kenny and Elijah Burke. Y'all need to go to Cincinnati. And we were like, okay, sweet, like this will be fun. Yeah. And then we went into the office, and it was us and Vince, and Taz was in the back doing something. And Vince, he just said, I want male cheerleaders, I want five male cheerleaders. And we all kind of looked at each other like, this is a rib, like someone's setting us up. <laughs> and we all kind of laughed, and we we're like, okay. And Taz looked over, and he started laughing. And Vince was like, no, I'm serious. And then everybody got dead silent, and he was like, make it happen. I want to see what you have. And he's like, Okay, and we left, and we were like, what was that about? And Elijah was like, I cannot do that, man. He's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. So then he ends up getting out of it, and then, like, they found Mitch. And, uh, yeah, so then I pretty much I went to Dick's Sporting Goods because I was home for a weekend, and I found five matching outfits, and that that's kind of how it happened. And then <laughs> they were like, the crazy part is each week they were like, no, we're not going to do it now. And then they're like, the next week it was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then it was like, no, we're not going to do it. And we were like, okay, we're not going to play these games. So we went in Vince's office and we hung out there for like two hours. And we were like, when he comes in, we're just going to bust out and do a cheer. And then they were like, oh, he's not going to be in for a while. He's in the production meeting. So we were like, okay, we're getting tired of waiting here. And Mondo, Mikey, my partner, I think he was picking it like Vince's food, eating it. And so <laughs> we realized we're, before we should get fired, let's go get this over with. So then we broke into the production meeting and we just blew the air horn in his face. And then he looked up and we started doing the cheer. And then he's like, you're going to be on Raw next Monday. Wow. We're like, nice. right, that's awesome. Before he changed his mind. 
Wow. Yeah, then we went and we hid backstage so that way he wouldn't see us again. And say, <laughs> fine. Did, did you ever picture yourself begging Vince McMahon to be to let you be a male cheerleader <laughs> on TV? No, I didn't. I didn't even. You know, what's crazy is when he said the idea. I was like, why didn't we think of like why did nobody ever think of this? Like, I don't know that it's ever been done before. And it is. It's very memorable. And I think. I was talking to a few people before, uh, not too long ago backstage, and they were saying, you know, in 2006 when we did it, it was somewhat the Attitude Era, you know, DX, they'd get away with a lot of stuff, and maybe the gimmick, it was done to bring DX back together, but it was also done maybe 10 years too soon, because, you know, people just didn't really want to see too much of that, but it was very memorable. But now we're at the PG era, it fits the era now, the oh, yeah. fits the era of TV now. Oh, no question. It's funny you say that, too, because like I feel like there is still some some cult-like fascination with the Spirit Squad. I know that, look, hell, you know, you're, you're getting brought back to do this type of stuff. You're going out. You've, you've made a living, uh, in a way, being able to do this type of thing. Like, th- there is still this sort of obsession with this was different. It was unlike anything we had ever seen before. You got and unlike anything we'll ever see again. Yeah, you got thrust into the spotlight very quickly. Like th- there's still some like really amazing moment that you guys were part of. It was. It was really cool. And even now, like, uh, well, actually, back then when we stopped doing the Spirit Squad gimmick or when they got rid of us, nobody wanted to book us because they were like, we're not sure how to do it. Like you know, now all these independent shows, but now we're getting booked with House of Hardcore beyond wrestling so people not only do they get to see us that we can really work great matches but they're getting to see like a different dynamic of us because it's more personal now so we really uh hone in the gimmick now and make it work you know one thing i'm always fascinated with when it comes to uh gimmicks like that uh, how important was it to you to balance the obviously there was the entertainment and the goofy aspect but you guys were also a pretty credible threat obviously you had a long tag team reign how did you uh guys manage to balance that out uh, it was kind of tough at certain points because I think it's tough because when you're in there with DX, you know that you have to bounce around and bump into each other for the sake of DX because they're the top guys. So then when you work with other guys who might not be D-Generation X, they want you to do the same thing for them. And that's where the business side comes in. And it's like, look, we're not going to just go out and look like clowns and bump into each other. We're going to actually take you guys down and rough you up because that's what we do. You know, we, we do that for main event guys, but not, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's always that fine line of business within wrestling. Go ahead, AJ. Oh, I was going to say, when you came up through OVW, as you mentioned, and, you know, you guys came together as the Spirit Squad, but what was the first time that you looked across the ring and you saw a Ric Flair or a Triple H or a Shawn Michaels or whoever it was, and you were like, wow, I'm really here, and this is actually happening. I can't believe it. I think the first time, like, when we started doing stuff with DX, it was cool. And, like, that was interesting. And then uh, there was five of us, so it was like we all kind of shared that moment. And we would all kind of keep ourselves in the character. But then when I broke away and did the single stuff against Flair, I remember the first time I worked him, I came out and then his music played. And I remember, like, I think I started cheering for him. And the ref was like, hey, you're working. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then, like... You know, he's a little bit older, so I didn't want to, like, go super 100%. And then he just started, like, he gave me a fat lip and, like, a bloody nose because I wouldn't fight back. And I was like, the next night we had to work again, and I was like, okay, now you're going down, old man. Like, I'm, 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 I'm going to put the boots to you. That's so great. He's Ken Doan, Kenny from the Spirit Squad, and he's with us here on Jobbing Out. House of Hardcore Saturday night at the MCW Arena. Go to houseofhardcore.net to get your tickets. Um, uh, Kenny, obviously, when you guys came back, you know, for this most recent run, um, I'm sure you saw all over the internet this uh, the story 
that um, you had lost a day job over this. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah. Oh, man. So, like I said before, I was the director of a nonprofit organization. So, like, WWE called, can you come in next week? All right. So I took, like, two sick days. I read night. I take a red-eye flight back. I land Wednesday morning, go to work, whatnot, Thursday, Friday. So then Wednesday I get my travel again. Boom, now you're going again. Okay, I take two more sick days, and then eventually they were like, we need to have a meeting with you. So, okay, so part of being the director, I teach classes. I teach entrepreneurs and business owners how to, like, improve their business, build it, stuff like that. I'm working on two master's degrees, so it helps because it reinforces what I've learned. So I did the class Wednesday morning when I flew back from Green Bay. And then I go to the main office up in Boston, and we're sitting there, and it's like the CEO of the company and stuff. And they said, you're missing a lot of days. They're like, this isn't like you. So if you you know, if you know, miss any more days, we're going to have to let you go. And that, as soon as they said that, my phone went off, and it was WWE saying, here's your travel for next week. <laughs> and I, I just kind of like put my head down, and I was like, well. Uh, I got bad news. I'm not here. Yeah, I was like, I ain't going to be here Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday because my plane actually says right here I fly back Wednesday morning. So, and they were like, well, we got to let you go. So, so, I mean, I totally understand. I mean, if it was me and my business and somebody kept missing that many days, you'd have to fire them. Oh, my God. So, But they knew what was going on, right? Like, they they were aware of what no, you... No, nobody in the company that I worked with had knew that I was wrestling. They are had you, no idea. So, are you serious? It, you didn't feel like dropping them off be like, look... I know you guys are mad that I'm missing these days, but if you just turn on SmackDown, I swear <laughs> you guys will have a good time. Right? And that's that's the crazy part. And uh, Mikey, he ended up losing his job, too, oh, actually a week before me. So then, like, the next time we went to TV, we were like, hey, is there a chance we can get a job out of this, like, long term? And they were like, oh, we're not sure. We'll see. No oh, contract yet, but no. hopefully it's coming. Oh, and I was like, look. I lost my job. Like, I'm a single parent. I'm a daughter. Right. I have, like, well, insurance and stuff that she needs. So, like, if I could – I know you guys don't give insurance, but I could afford my own if I had a job here. Oh, and they – some people even started giggling. They were like, oh, man, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, that's really crazy. Like, no, this isn't a joke. Like, this, that, that was the punchline. Like, oh, I, I really my. don't have a job. So, so all right. So let's tie the – like, where are you at now? Uh, now we just – we do independence and stuff. And, like, I mean, I saved my money. I, I've invested well, but it's, like – we still have no job, and okay. we still have no contract either. Well, it makes way more sense that everything on your Twitter is about being the hottest free agent now. Now I understand <laughs> why it is. That yeah, man, like, hey, we're open to all different things. and uh, I mean, there's been some talks with some other companies, so we'll see what happens out of that. But, okay. I mean, obviously, you know, AJ, you know that WWE is the NFL of wrestling. So. Yeah, the money, you can't beat it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we do pretty good on independence. I mean, we stay busy and stuff, but with that, and then I do other stuff with uh, fitness and, you know, all different competition stuff. So. Oh, yeah, you definitely it, do that because you're cut up like a bag of dope in East Baltimore. <laughs> 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 hey, I was actually downtown Baltimore when I was 16. I got dropped off at a bus station, and I, uh, I, I thought I was. It was going to be in a bad situation. <laughs> I mean, you were in a bad situation. Uh, yeah, you I absolutely was, yeah. were. Yeah, if you're not in the Inner Harbor, you're in a little bit of a precarious situation. Oh, my God. I was, the funny story about that is uh, when I was I just got my license, I was 16 and a half, and I was driving from Boston to uh, Atlanta for an independent show. And I left school Thursday after school, and I, I had my car was junk at the time. So I gave my mom some extra money, and she rented me a car. So we went down there. And in Baltimore, I got pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt. 
and then they searched my car for like 45 minutes convinced that I had drugs. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. And then they towed the car because it wasn't supposed to leave mass and dropped me off at the bus station. Oh, my so like, God. Took Atlanta. Oh, my God. <laughs> you took the bus yeah, to like, Atlanta? <laughs> I took the bus to Atlanta, and then I flew home. So I, it was like planes, trains, and automobiles. You know? like, <laughs> there we go. Train. That's kind of great. So, Jesus, man. Yeah, it's weird, man. I have a lot of crazy stories. I started when I was 13, so 17 <laughs> years in this business now. That's incredible. And, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. You know, you were when you debuted on Raw, you were 19 years old. What was that like being the youngest guy by far in that locker room? It was, you know what, to me, I was ready. I was, it was fine because I started working for WWE when I was 16. And the reason being was because I lied and I told him I was 18. Okay. So I would be out there with like Rodney Mack and like Ultimo Dragon and Lance Storm and Goldust. So I already knew the backstage and I knew everybody backstage. So I was ready. And when I went to OVW, there was a time where they, I, I mean, it was ironic, but everybody they put up against me, I did a storyline with, they ended up going up to TV. Guys like Lashley, Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler there, Brent Albright, uh, CM Punk. And they just kept putting them with me for a few months, and then they'd go up to TV, and I was like, "What? Like, give me a shot here. So when we went up there, I mean, you were young, but you, I was ready. And now it's weird when we came back to SmackDown, because now people are looking at us like we're the old guys. Like, oh, I used to watch you guys back when I was growing up. And some <laughs> people that are on – it's weird. And I'm like, you're older than me. What are you talking about? <laughs> and some of the guys up on SmackDown now, they weren't even in the business when we were tag team champs. So it's like, wow. here we are hanging out with, like, Kane and AJ and Rhino. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, we feel like the old guys there, but that's, even though we're still very young. That's so wild. That's so wild. So, all right, so you, you get back to the SmackDown, and you get thrust into the Dolph Miz thing. And I, and I wonder, you know, like, what it's been like to watch Dolph and what he's been able to do. But are, are you able to – man, this is a tough question. Are you able to enjoy it, or is there more like a, man, that should be me type of feeling? No, I think because in this business, everybody has their own niche, their own something, and whether it comes now or it comes later, it, it comes if you, you know, it's like anything, if you work hard enough, it'll come, and ours is, I believe ours is going to be on the way, and maybe ours is through a tag team thing, you know, I'm sure there's guys that like Bubba and Devon probably looked at and was like, man, they got a great singles push, but they also had a great tag team run, and I know that if given the opportunity, Mikey and me, Mikey and myself, we would have a great tag team run, and we could really carry a tag team division. But I, I do watch a lot of guys like, you know, like I said, John Hennigan and Ziggler, and I'm always happy for the guys that you're always cool with. I'm always happy for those guys, you know, to see them reach success because there's plenty of spots in wrestling, and there's plenty of opportunity. Just here's the thing. I couldn't do what he does, and he couldn't do what I do. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's that's a really well – I mean, I, I, you got a good head on your shoulders, clearly, because I think there would be a lot of guys who would be like – Man, F that guy. <laughs> that is... Yeah, there's, we've had a few guys come on the show and do that. That's true. That is so true. But honestly, though, it's like, if you watch the, the tag team in 2006 Spirit Squad, the two guys that were always defending the tag titles were Mike Mondo and myself. And yeah. there was a reason for that. Vince would make sure that we were the two guys that he wanted on his TV. The other guys would wrestle on the house shows so they could get more experience. Dolph Ziggler, he started out in OVW, where I started out at Kowalski's five years before that, and Mike Mondo started out in New York three years before that. So we kind of helped a lot of those guys evolve wow. into the WWE system. That's cool, man. That is that's really really cool. Was it? So we think we really got the sense that like the Miz Ziggler thing is one of the better feuds that we've seen. You know, being up close. You know, how good was it? How electric were those guys? You know, how into it were they? Uh, it was great. I think it was the best 
storyline SmackDown has in a, had in a long time. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. they let them invest different ideas. And the good thing about – here's the good thing about wrestling. When you're turning red hot or when something's going really well, you take advice from people that you respect. And sometimes when things are going really good, some other people might not take advice from people and they might want to do it their own way and huh. that might not work out. And what I noticed about those two is they were, they were willing to take advice from – different agents, different wrestlers. Like, they were our first day there, Mikey Mondo, my partner, who has a great brain for this business, he stepped in and he's like, hey, you know, what if you guys do it like this? And they were like, oh, wow, yeah, that works. And then they do it, and then it reacts, gets a huge reaction on the pay-per-view. So it's wow. like, you know. That's cool. It's I mean, all everybody help each other type. He's, I mean, that's, that's really, really great. Aaron, you, uh, you good? You want to jump in one more time? Yeah, I just wanted to ask, you know, uh, going back to kind of the youth thing, and, and at the time, I remember when you came on the scene, people were saying, you know, looking at you, future WrestleMania main eventer, especially with your age, with your athleticism. You know, we've heard many things over the years as to maybe what kind of happened towards the end of that first run. Well, in, in your mind, kind of, what, what didn't work out with WWE? Uh, I think sometimes, too, timing has a lot to do with things. I mean, at the time, I think Edge and Orton were, were working DX, and I was working Flair, and then Hunter got hurt, so then they had to put Flair in that position with DX to go against uh, Orton and Edge. And then that kind of left me in the leeway of hanging out there. So, I mean, whether they have ideas for you or not, I mean, you can only do so much. If I say you have three minutes on TV, then you have three minutes to do what you can do, where other people might be given 10 and 12 minutes. And that could be a blessing or it could be a curse. Yeah. So sometimes things just don't work out, and sometimes, you know, it's just that's how it works. And some, I think sometimes you have to go away from something and then come back to it. You know, doing going for two master's degrees, if I was to sit here all night and do all my master's homework, it's not going to come out great. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to walk away from it, and then i got to come back. Wrestling is the same way. Dude, I respect everything you just said, man. That is that is really powerful. Let's make sure... Yeah, because I sure as hell popped as soon as you guys music. A- A- AJ, well, boy, I don't know what just happened there. AJ, I think you were talking right into your microphone. Holy hell. All right. AJ's worked up, man. No doubt. He's, ex- he's excited, man. He's, he literally just got off the practice field. Nothing changed. I'll make the same uh, exact All right. We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, the moral of the story is we need to get people out to see Ken Doan at House of Hardcore on Saturday night. Uh, at the MCW Arena, it is going to be an amazing, amazing card. You can go to HouseOfHardcore.net in order to uh, to get your tickets. Ken, what can we plug for you? Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Sure, yeah, my Twitter. You can follow me at Ken Doan, K-E-N-N-D-O-A-N-E, and at my Instagram, same name as well. My Instagram, I do a lot of fitness stuff, and I give a lot of free fitness advice and motivation. So. That's and, awesome, uh, man. Yeah, man. Even though we're male cheerleaders, we still respectful <laughs> and motivate everybody, man. That's There's awesome. nothing wrong with Spirit that. I was a male cheerleader in high school. Granted, we didn't have any girls at our school, but. <laughs> hey, we have no girls on the spirit squad either. So so, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Ken, man, this was awesome. This was this was a real thrill chat chatting with you. Whatever we can do for you to try to make sure that you guys, you know, come out of this. Uh, the right way. We'd love to help because we've been fans for a long time, and we really appreciate you taking the time for us this week. Can't wait to see you on Saturday night. I greatly appreciate it, too, and uh, I'm going to look for you guys. You guys look for us. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you guys more, and uh, let me know where you're sitting, too. We'll try to throw Tommy Dreamer's big, fat butt at you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it for sure. Wow, that was great. He's he was really good, man, and he, you know, he handled everything really well and said all the right things. He's clearly a guy that wants a job right now. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. He definitely wants a job, and I don't blame him. <laughs> you know, just lost your day job so you can go take a run with uh, SmackDown for a little while, which, hey, uh, quick question. 
if you were in his shoes, you had a a, a good full time job, and you get the opportunity to go do a short run with SmackDown. Especially if I'm him, I'm 30. I have a legit chance of getting back into the industry that I've been working with, you know, working with since I was 13. I, I do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would too. AJ. Um. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. How I wanted to ask. I completely forgot to ask him when they found out how old he really was. Oh, how'd they react? Like, what was it? What was that going to be like? Yeah, they, yeah. they just like come across his paperwork, like, wait the fuck up. <laughs> or, or, did he, or did he come in a room one day and be like, "Hey guys, remember when I told you it, I was it's, 18, it, it's my 18 years ago? Today's my 18th birthday. Today's my 18th birthday. <laughs> right, right, yeah. How'd that go? How'd that go? Yeah, it's, it's like the guy who uses an underage uh, ID at the bar, and all of a sudden he shows up for his 21st birthday. But this is kind of important. So you're saying. Because this is interesting to me. You're a guy that's talked about wanting to get into wrestling. So you're given the you got a good job, but you're given the opportunity for a short run with SmackDown. That's it. That's all you know. And you're not sure that you would give up your job over it? For a short run? I don't think so. Okay. I really, I'm for a one-year contract? Absolutely. Well, no, sure. But what, what you're doing is you're saying, if I don't, I'm not going to have any opportunity if I don't do it. If you don't take the short run, you've got no chance. If you take the short run, maybe you have a chance. To me, a bird in the hands worth two in the bush. Wow. Wow. Look at you. I'm, su- I'm just surprised to hear that. That's why uh, you're a man with six business degrees. How about that? <laughs> hey, did you guys see that Booker T is running for mayor of Houston? I did see yeah. that. And I, I hope did. he wins. I hope he wins, Sucker! too. I hope he wins, too. I don't know anything about Booker T's politics. Like, I couldn't <laughs> tell you a thing about it. But, um, I mean, he's wildly popular uh, there. He's wildly popular there, and it, it'll be interesting how – He does give politi- out – like when he goes door to door, if he doesn't give out suckers to all the people <laughs> that he sees, he's blowing an opportunity. Yeah, you know what? I don't disagree with that. I, I'm just, I'm honestly, if this is a real run and, it, you know, it's not just kind of, uh, you know, when Hulk Hogan announced he was going to run for president type thing, if this is a real actual run, uh, I'm actually, I'm curious to see A, how his wrestling background plays and just beyond the wrestling background. You know, we all know about his past and, you know, how he's had that troubled past before he got into wrestling. I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays in politics, especially because we have no idea what politics is going to look like in four years. I was going to say, you, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be so a wild true. thing. Booker T's past? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you not pay attention for last year? <laughs> no doubt, man, no doubt. Um, I finally got to watch NXT from last week. Uh, really cool to see Kimberly uh, on there. And she signed. Yep, that's awesome. Her and Heidi. Awesome. Very happy for her. Uh, Kimberly is someone who has been performing around the indie circuits for a very long time. And you've pro- if you've gone to any indie show in the area, you've probably seen Kimberly at one point or another. Shakara Grand Champion uh, last year. That's awesome. Very happy for her. Uh, all right. So there was a big thing that happened on, on NBC on Saturday night. Um, did you guys all watch? I guess it's the did. first question. You well, watched? I, I watched up until like 12.30. I didn't see the last few. Okay, so. I watched the whole thing. AJ, did you watch? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, very good. John Cena hosted Saturday Night Live this past week. Um, and it has fueled a pop culture conversation about John Cena, which is, it's a conversation we've been having for some time, which is, is this John Cena's, John Cena's crossover moment? Is this the moment where, the things that we've been kind of hinting around with John Cena, we now know, and it's it's in full picture, it's in full view, that his move away from professional wrestling is is coming very quickly. I, I think the ESPYs was that moment for him. I, I really think that that was the moment. This is, you know, it's obviously further. Yeah, I think this it. is far more significant than the ESPYs. 
I do not. I I, I, I I think just the buzz about Cena coming out of the ESPYs, where people are like, oh my god, he can actually do you know do something. Every sports talk I, radio I, show was talking I about Cena. But you got to send us. It was still within the concept of sports. And right? I understand. I, I feel like this was, but I feel like at this point, no one. At least I didn't hear anybody, and and in my opinion, I just wasn't on the right places. I didn't hear people saying like. Oh, I didn't realize John, you know, this John Cena guy had this capability. Well, I think well, part I of that is the show wasn't that good. That's but I don't think that it. was John Cena. No, no, no. It I, was, think that, it was the I think that people that watch it said John Cena did as much as he possibly could. Yes. The show itself was not, it was a poorly the, written the, show. The Alabama sketch was good was fine. for was him, but other than he that. Was, he was good as Rob Gronkowski. No, as Gronk, he was Rob, great. Yeah. Yep, he was great as that. I, I, you know, it was okay. I, I thought there was way more that they could do with him, you know, like the fact that, I, boy. I like the Karate Kid. Yeah, it was sketch. good. Yep, it was good. I, I like that it was too. really funny when he he's like, "Yeah, you're a little butt wipe." Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. Here was a real problem they had this week was, and I, they've got a real Donald Trump problem. Like I, they didn't mention. So John Cena is there. Linda McMahon joined the Trump administration, and there was no mention of it whatsoever. N- nothing. Especially so, when you have a you know John Cena as Donald Trump type. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it was. Really, really weird. I, I think that NBC. I really think that NBC has an SNL problem with Trump because you know Trump still works for NBC. Right. He's an executive producer of an NBC show. There's a problem there. There's a real problem between the two things. Well, I don't doubt that somebody's had to walk in at some point and say, "All right, guys, come on, can we cool it a little bit with what we're doing with Trump?" Where they've looked back like, "What the f?" I think they have a real problem between SNL and uh, NBC when it comes to Trump. That all being said. This hosting Saturday Night Live is a really, really culturally significant mm-hmm. moment for anyone still. It is a massive, massive turn for you. Um, no, the show didn't give you – a lot of people compared it the first time The Rock hosted Saturday Night Live. And the first time The Rock hosted Saturday Night Live, there was far more of a reaction of, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God, this guy's going to be a star. Right. Like, this guy's that's because be... The Rock is just better, a better version of John Cena. A, and a, that, that, and, that is and a there's a better cast around him as well. That was a – that was a – there's, it wasn't some, the hot there's something to do with it. I think it, was still on Saturday yeah. Night Live. I, I think it had a lot more to do with The Rock being who The Rock is. I mean, I really do. I right, think of course. More, I think it had more to do with that. Um, that all being said, what, what's, you know, if, if this truly, if we're on the precipice of John Cena fully departing or going to WrestleMania run only, and I don't know which, you know, like I, I, I think it's closer to WrestleMania. I don't think it's fully WrestleMania run, but I think it's something similar to what we saw this year where he's popping well, he up. He was still back a good bit this year. He, I mean, between the injury and, okay. and, and going away, he was back for three months. I think he only wrestled like three months this year. Okay, but if you combine, I'm, if I'm saying from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, that to me is a wrestling year, right? Is okay. WrestleMania to WrestleMania. So if I'm saying from, if you're assuming that now he's back until WrestleMania, so six months. Six months of the year is yeah. a lot. I don't think that a full-time actor, entertainer, whatever it is that John Cena is going to be doing, is putting in six months of work with WWE. I think that's too much. I think, yeah, I think he's going to scale back, too. Also, um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, and it's not really – it is relevant because we're talking about John Cena, but it's not relevant to the current conversation we're having right now. Well, I appreciate that. Was, Thank you. It was just the right fact along. that I just wanted to bring it up. When you watch Total Bellas or Total Divas before this year when they got their own show, um, it's very clear to me that John Cena is a psychopath and that those are the type of people that are going to be successful no matter what they do. But I think 
that one of the reasons why it's not that big a deal as compared to the rock is that people genuinely love everything that the rock does. Yeah. And I think that what John Cena's done on these television shows, these reality shows is shown that he's actually a unstable psychopath that, Needs everything in his life meticulously planned out. It has to be perfect. I, now that well, part, that part I think is a, is a real. There is something real to that, and I think that relates to his character, which is. And also, I, I wonder anything on Total Divas if it's how much they're exaggerating. I, I understand it. what you're saying, but I do think that we know enough about John Cena oh, to yeah. know that he is like m- uber meticulous and yes. uber almost OCD, maybe probably OCD. And I do think there's something to be said for one that you're a little bit more like, huh, when it comes to John Cena. Two, I, I don't know that it doesn't make it harder for for people, to, the average person, to root for him the way that it was easy for the average person to root for the the Rock story, right? If you wanted to become a fan of the Rock and you didn't like professional wrestling, was this dude was homeless? This dude had nothing, and you know, look at him, Mister Person. Now it was easy to jump on board with the Rock and his story and everything there. I don't know that it's quite as easy for John Cena. I don't think this is an underdog story, the John Cena story. I think that what AJ's talking about, this is a calculated CEO-type professional. Yes. And yeah. and that's – it's a little bit different. It's a, it's a bit different. But I do think – I think John Cena's getting a bum rap. I think that he did a definitely a better job on Saturday Night Live than people are giving him credit for. Because every skit that I just named, he was good in. No, no, he, he was – he was good. I just don't think the skits were as good. I, I, I think yeah. he did everything he could with what he was given. I think he did a great job. I, also, by the way, the weird story, the ratings for Saturday Night Live this week, better than the first time The Rock hosted Saturday Night Live, which is bizarre is in weird. so many ways. Like it's, it's, it's a very bizarre thing. Now, keep How does in mind, it compare to, like, let's say, Margot Robbie when she hosted the I was, was going to say, what was it? Well, what, I, when I did The Rock? I know it was back in 2000, but was it? Hang on, I'm trying to pull it up. Was it up against college football? Was it up against, you know? No, it was in the spring. Remember, it was around the time of WrestleMania. Oh, right. That's right, because they had all the, yeah. You know, I I don't, I, I, the Margot Robbie had an eight-year, the Margot Robbie was a particularly high-rated episode, so that wouldn't be a good one to, to put it up against. Oh, that's weird. I would not even. It was I mean, the, it was the season from it was the season premiere in election year. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah, people were waiting for the the monologue. And Alec, or, or Alec Baldwin was yeah. was debuting right. with Donald Trump. There was a lot right. of excitement about the that. The cold open. Um, so I don't know if that one's a good one to compare it to, but um, you know how Dave much? Chappelle. <laughs> Again, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, right. I mean it's it, Dave it, Chappelle it, returning to Saturday Night Live. Right. And how much are they still enjoying a ratings bump from the election? You know what I mean? Right. That like yeah. that they're still that that had more to do with it than John Cena. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I. I can't answer those questions, but it is a weird thing where it just so happens to be, and I'll pull up the um, the Rock versus John Cena uh, ratings question. But it's it's interesting. When did the Rock host for the first time? Two thousand, right? I'm pulling it up right now. I believe it was two thousand. Uh, so they, they did announce he is doing a movie with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Amazon Video's uh, movie called The Wall. Okay, that's psychological really, thriller. It's not but really a thing. Um, but John thing about it. But wait, not only did John Cena impress the all-important SNL critics with his performance, he also pulled in a big old rating for the late-night institution. The live plus same-day rating for the episode was a 4.8, the biggest for the show since Dave Chappelle hosted on November 12th. That Chappelle blah 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 blah. But perhaps in the biggest feather in Cena's cap is this: the last episode. Oh, not the first episode. The last episode hosted by The Rock. Okay. Sorry, March 2015 did a 3.7. Okay. Rate. All right. Okay. That that is different. That is different. Yeah. Okay. But still, 
to beat The Rock. Yeah, noteworthy. Noteworthy. Yep. I mean, The Rock is one of the most bankable stars in all of Hollywood right now. Yep. Hosting, hosting an episode of Saturday Night Live. This got better ratings. Again, still probably getting a bump from the election and everything, but there was no Alec Baldwin on this episode. Keep that in mind. You know, they just didn't, they didn't right. have him this week, and yet it still did a really good number. The, the, mor- the moral of the story is that John Cena is very clearly on his way to the part-time of part-times. Yep. And to me, I think that part-time of part-times is going to be a WrestleMania run every year for a few years. I think that he's still going to be committed to WrestleMania. For I a- think he's going to be at every SummerSlam, too. I, I was going to say, I, I, I think it's WrestleMania Plus. I think he's going to work about six, five to six months but a year. again, all of that can be determined by the opportunities that you have. Right. And it's Correct. easy to say right now that you're committed to that, or that, that he would want to do that, those types of things. But, you know, we, we thought Batista would come back after Guardians, and then Guardians blew up. Correct, correct. Everything, or just the timing of, of your shooting. Like, the, that, if you get an opportunity to do a movie, and they say, yeah, we shoot from February to June, or February to, to May, you say, oh, well, WrestleMania's in there, and they look back at you and say, this is a $300 million movie. We don't give a flying fuck when WrestleMania is. Right. So, that's how that ends, is all your best laid plans are, I'm doing WrestleMania, Right until the movie that you commit to says, no, you're not. You ain't doing shit. You're coming and filming with us. And then you say, okay, I'll be doing that. That's the way it's going to go. It's like, uh, well, all he has to do is just book uh, movies that are filming in the cities of WrestleMania. Oh, that's, that's a good point, point right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you clearly just do that. Do a bunch of Disney movies since they're trying to commit to Orlando. That's there we the, go. You've handled it that way. I mean, yeah, he'd probably make the most money doing that. That's probably true, too. <laughs> that's probably true, too. He'd be a really good animated character, I feel like. Yeah, I'm, but I'm sure there's a lot of things you'd be really good at. I, I'm, I'm just saying that that just po- I've never considered like seen as a voice actor. What's this? What's this movie? The Rock was in that everybody loves Moana. 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 I still haven't seen it, but uh, everybody that saw it said it was really good. Oh yeah, everybody says it's amazing. Yeah. It's like pulling incredible reviews, and and it's been number one at the box office for like a month now. But yeah, it's not. My kid's not old enough to care, so I haven't had a chance to go. All right, uh, that'll do it for us this week. Appreciate uh, Ken Doan for hopping on the show. Let's get through the uh, plugs. Aaron, uh, or let me start with AJ, actually. AJ, you are on Twitter. At AJFrancis410. And tell everybody about the Francis Sports Academy. In the Francis Sports Academy, we're back in action. My dad's doing uh, training and skill sessions uh, for kids for basketball. And as soon as football season comes to an end, we're going to be doing football sessions and It'll be a good time. You can uh, go on FrancisSportsAcademy.com or you can go to Francis underscore sports at Instagram or Francis underscore sports on Twitter and follow us. And, you know, we did the the we're actually still continuing a food drive. We started the food drive at the University of Maryland, raised like over a thousand cans, I want to believe, in three games combined. Uh, And then um, in that same time frame. Uh, we're extending it into our sessions now. So if you bring some cans to your session, you get uh, a cheaper session than if you don't bring That's cans. Cool. So yeah. don't be a bad person. Bring some cans and get some skills ta- skills training. That's awesome. And, and if, if you don't mind, I'd like to, to get in a shameless plug of my own. Uh, we're doing a coat drive right now, and we've got an event on Monday night. I've done this for the last five years with a buddy of mine named Zach. Uh, he's in a band called All Time Low. Zach Galifianakis? Not Zach Galifianakis. The, Zach Even Mer- better. Yeah, it was bigger, I guess. Zach Martin? I, I, I don't know anything about this band, All Time Low. And I, Zach Morris? No, no, it's not any of those things. Zach Merrick. The band is called All Time Low. They're massive. 
It's just that I know nothing about them. Uh, it's not my world. I, I, I don't know. I, obviously, I know a lot about them because he's my friend. But I don't know anything about their music. It's not my thing. But they are huge. The, the last album was the number one album in the country when it came out. Like, I... It's insane. That's decent. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a is big one deal. Good. Yeah, it, one's the. I think that's the one that you're looking for. Is number one. Um, Zach's done with this this with me for the last five years. We're gonna be at Chick Fil A Nottingham Square, which is not the one in the White Marsh Mall. It's the one outside the White Marsh Mall. It's over by the Best Buy. We're gonna be there on Monday night with Zach. If you aren't into All Time Low, somebody you know is, and he's gonna be there. He's greeting people. You just gotta bring us five coats or jackets or gloves or hats or something that helps keep people warm that we can take to the Helping Up mission next Tuesday. And if you're not into all-time low, you're probably into Chick-fil-A. Yeah, you are probably into Chick-fil-A. That is a good point. Yeah, that, there's some massive crossover appeal. Yeah, yeah. We'll be there Monday night, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, if you don't mind, please stop by with some coats, some jackets, things along those lines. It would be mean the world to me. Uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter. At D.A. Oster. The show's on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Uh, the Gmail is? JobbingOutShow at gmail.com. And what do you got coming up? Uh, I'm going to continue some promotion for House of Hardcore. And, and like I said, uh, with Kay, the, the card for House of Hardcore at the uh, MCW Arena on Saturday, crazy. Just crazy. It's uh, amazing. Like the, the Dreamer, Ellsworth versus the Spirit Squad, great comedy match. Uh, Hennigan versus Phoenix might be one of the better matches you ever see in person. Uh, Phoenix, one of the guys from Lucha Underground, one of the AAA guys who's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Brian Cage versus Moose is going to be the ultimate athletic hoss battle. Uh, you have Jessica Havoc versus Taya. Should be a great women's match. Like I said, Sanjay Dutt, Eddie Kingston, uh, local boy Brandon Scott. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler is going to be there. That's so crazy, right? Um, it's going to be a ridiculous yeah. show on Saturday it's night. It's going to be huge. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get in touch with uh, Eddie Kingston, who just jumped over to TNA from after being on the Indies for a long, long That's time, cool. much overdue. So I'm hoping to get a chance to uh, talk to him. So keep your eye out for that in the Baltimore Sun. Very cool. At Glenn Clark Radio and uh, glennclarkradio.com for me. Appreciate you all uh, getting the word out about the show. We are uh, inching closer to show number 100, so we will make a decision in the next couple weeks about what we're going to do as a celebration for show number 100, which is coming up in just two months. It's crazy. Two months away from show number 100. All right. For uh, Aaron Oster and for... H.A. <laughs> Francis of the Washington Redskins, I'm Glenn Clark, and this has been Jobbing Out.